0: Welcome to Living a Sensory Life, a podcast that I've started talking all things sensory. So my name's Becky, I'm the founder of Sensory Spectacle and I've run this podcast to teach you all about sensory processing disorder. We're going to be interviewing people, we're going to be sharing strategies, I'm going to be giving you research and I'm also going to be explaining things to you so that you can help to understand the child or adult you care for or support just that little bit better.
1: So today's podcast is all about toileting and toilet training and it might be a question that frequently comes into your head or is a conversation at work that you come across quite a lot especially with some of your students and young people that by a certain age our children or the people we're supporting should be able to use the toilet independently. Now, this podcast, I'm going to talk about how the senses impact that, but most importantly, how it's really, really important that we understand what is happening in our bodies. And so rather than just expecting someone to be able to learn the skills of sitting on a toilet, of wiping themselves or recognising when they need to go to the toilet, it's also about them being able to communicate to you when they need the toilet or knowing where that toilet is. And so a large part of toilet training does come down to communication. So the first thing I try and encourage people to think about is how does your child or student tell you they need the toilet Do they show you a picture? Do they say a word? Do they take you to the toilet? Do they show you a piece of clothing, so a pad or um, some wipes? Once we can understand the communication side of things, then we can really start to then support what's happening inside of their body as well. So there's so many reasons why some people may take a little bit longer to train to use the toilet independently. Some of these needs may be physical or neurological and that's really important to recognize as well. Some young people may find it very difficult to independently use a toilet and so we must be realistic as well in our, in our approaches and our practices. But let's think about the senses. Let's think about how the senses can impact someone who may not yet be toilet trained, regardless of age. So the most important sensory system that I want to talk about is one called interoception. And interoception is an internal sense. So it's found inside of our body. It's invisible, um, but it's really, really important. And it's a new sense that we're talking lots and lots more about now. I've got some online training which is coming out, which is all about this internal sense and how do we recognize needs relating to it. So our interoceptive sense helps us to understand how we are feeling in our body. Are we tired? Are we hungry? Are we thirsty? Do we need the toilet? But also it's helping us to understand our feelings, so our emotions, so anger and happiness and sadness. And our interoceptive sense receives lots of little messages from our body, helping us to pick up identify how we are feeling. And our brain then has to piece all of those units of information together to then give us a summary of how it is that we're feeling. So it might be that I've identified that my stomach is feeling a bit fluttery, my muscles might be shaking, my heart might be beating a bit faster. And I've picked up all of these slightly different sensations. My brain's got those messages and my brain has summarized those messages and put them together to then tell me maybe I'm feeling a bit nervous. So Our brain is doing a really clever job when picking up all these internal messages. However, it's also really easy for some of these internal messages to be misunderstood or interpreted in a way which is slightly different. So it might be that my stomach is fluttering, but some people may interpret that fluttery stomach as the fact that they need the toilet. And so we have to then start to discriminate between some of these internal sensations and how they feel. So our interoceptive sense will help us to feel when our bladder is full. So when we need to go to the toilet, when we need to um, drink some more because we are thirsty and so we might have young people and adults who may request that they need the toilet. However, when they go to the toilet, they might not do anything. Or when they go, they have to go there and then. Because what's happened is they've got something called a really high threshold. So. They, their bladder may be really, 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 really full and it's only when it's about to burst, when that sensation's really intense, that their brain picks up on the fact that they need the toilet. And so they have to go to the toilet there and then. So many times we hear in education settings that someone hasn't gone to the toilet during break time, However, 10 minutes into the class, they asked to go to the toilet. They're not allowed to go to the toilet and they have an accident. And it's because that sensation has only just been identified by their body and their brain. But they don't have any leeway. They need to go to the toilet then. And so when we're thinking about interoceptive internal messages, it may be that we have someone who, like I said, has that urgency when they need to go, they need to go to the toilet. But we may also have some people who simply don't recognise when they need to go to the toilet. And these can be our young people that do find it really difficult to change or transition from pads to underwear, because if they're not feeling the sensation when they've been to the toilet, then they're going to have frequent accidents and that's really, really difficult to, to cope with. So interoceptive, interoception, our internal messages are really, really important when helping us to understand if we need to go to the toilet. Also, other senses that can really impact someone's toilet training can be tactile processing difficulties. So it may well be the way that something feels. So whether something feels on their skin, whether it's a certain clothing, whether it's a toilet seat. Wiping themselves can be really, really difficult because of the way that the paper feels or the wipe feels or the physical ability to be able to do that. So that's when we start to look at our two other internal senses, proprioception and vestibular. Now our proprioceptive sense tells us where our body is, its position and the feedback that we're getting from our joints and our muscles. And so, if you imagine when you wipe yourself after going to the toilet, you're not necessarily seeing what you're doing. So, you have to have a really good awareness of your body in order for your hand to go behind your back and for you to be able to feel the right part of your body. Now, we do lots of training programs, and it may well be that there's a mirror behind, or you play lots of games where you're starting to explore and understand what's around you and what's behind you to help build up that proprioceptive awareness but for some people it can be really difficult to identify these sensations. Our vestibular sense is our sense of movement and you can probably already guess there's so many people who find it difficult to toilet train simply because they don't sit on the toilet for long enough. That need to get up and move and wiggle and get in that extra vestibular input can really impact their ability to go to the toilet. So you may well see someone crouching on the toilet, you may well see someone moving around or only sitting on the toilet for a really quick period of time and then getting up and moving on. And so all of our internal senses are interreceptive, proprioception and vestibular sensory messages are really, really important for helping us to be aware of if we need to go to the toilet. Now I started to talk about tactile, but I also tied it in with proprioception because those two senses, when we're talking about toilet training can really tie in together. So tactile is one of our external senses, as well as smell, taste, sight and hearing. And so the other external senses can impact someone's ability to toilet train or to use a toilet because of the environmental sensory input. So it may well be that someone's really sensitive to sound. And so the willingness to want to toilet train can be really difficult because they know that the bathroom that they use, where the toilet is, is particularly echoey or unpredictable with its sound or the door slam or something else. There's a tannoy. Lots of schools that I go into have a a tannoy system where announcements will be made or maybe an alarm goes off. If you have someone who is sensitive to specific sensory input, it's highly likely they'll find some of these activities very difficult because all they'll want to be doing is supporting their own sensory input. So things like supporting their auditory processing so that they can stay regulated. If they know every time they've been into the toilet they've been overwhelmed with the sounds, they're going to choose to not do that. We've got a visual, bathrooms are generally quite bright spaces. There's lots of lighting, overhead lighting, usually flickery lighting, which you and I may not see. However, lights do flicker and there's lots of mirrors, mirrors and tiles. And both of these things are highly reflective, can be quite disorientating or confusing for some people with sensory processing difficulties. Another sensory system that is really, really important to consider for toilet training is our sense of smell. And this may be that someone is really sensitive, hypersensitive to smell sensations. And so going into a toilet, especially if it's a public access toilet. So one that you might find in a school or in a care setting or at the swimming pool It's used by other people, so you're always going to have smells of other people. Alongside that, you're going to have smells of cleaning products or air fresheners or um, perfumes, deodorants, whatever it is that other people may have used in those spaces as well. You may well have some sort of automated smelling, smelly thing, perfume um, device, that helps to keep the environment smelling fresh. Now for someone who is hypersensitive to smell, actually their brain's natural response to that is to remove themselves from it. So we process smells in the emotional part of our brain, so that means... If I am overwhelmed by smell, that's really going to impact me. But the way that I remember that and the way that my brain latches onto that is through that emotional response. So by, having, by supporting someone who is sensitive to smell, you may see that they just refuse to go into the bathroom, that they gag quite easily, so um, urge, when even the conversation of going into the bathroom is brought up. It may well be that they cover their nose or that they use clothing to cover their nose. But another characteristic that you might notice for someone who is hypersensitive to smell, so find smells really overwhelming, is they may well smear. And if they smear, it's usually faeces, and a really effective coping strategy for someone who is hypersensitive to smell is something that smells of themselves, so that's the most reassuring thing so it may well be that they smell their clothing it may well be that they smell um, a piece of fabric that has a perfume on but for other people if they can't get something else it will be their own smell and so their faeces when they're in the bathroom is the quickest thing the easiest thing that they can access so we notice people smear because actually it's the most effective way and quickest way that they can help to then block out all the other smells that might be overwhelming them in that environment so if you notice that there's changes in someone smearing have a think about are there any changes to the smell in that environment or the way that a cleaning product has been used or a particular person using that space as well So we've spoken about most of the senses and I think it's really, really important to remember that when we're thinking about toilet training, we need to look at the pre-work as well. Is that person ready? Are we able to have conversations and make them aware of the purpose of using a toilet? Are we able to help to introduce new items of clothing? If not, if someone's sensitive to touch for example then we might need to think about the type of underwear that they will be wearing and for other people it's about routine and it's about how can we help them to regularly prompt themselves to use a toilet or use the bathroom so we can't just give answers, unfortunately, as to why someone isn't toilet trained. It's going to be different for each person. However, what's really, really important, like I say in all of my workshops, is we need to identify for that specific person what their overriding sensory needs are. And when we can understand that, we can then understand all of these other difficulties and strategies that we notice that person using or avoiding and so it may well be that I know that this person is hypersensitive to smell and so that's why they only go to the toilet in one specific toilet. But also I know that they find it difficult to identify emotions. And so it may be that I'm going to do lots of work on emotions and feelings and how my body feels to help expand on their own understanding of their body. Because without that, they're going to find it really difficult to understand some of these feelings that they're getting from their body when they do need to go to the toilet.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Sensory Spectacle. You can find out more about our immersive training and workshops on our website, SensorySpectacle.co.uk. We educate about and create awareness of sensory processing disorder internationally. We travel the world helping parents and professionals to understand specific characteristics relating to sensory processing needs. On our website you'll find books, sensory support items, classroom resources as well as information about our trainings. If you have any questions, please do get in touch. We love to hear from you, but otherwise, thanks for listening.